Hey there, thanks for listening to another episode of the Jack Eason Podcast. We are talking about the issues of loneliness, isolation, and how to overcome them with true friendship and community. For more information on these and other issues, check out Jack's website at jackeason.org. Now here's Jack. Hey, I'm here with uh, with Ryan from the band Attaboy, and uh, man, you guys are doing some, I, I, I am, uh, I'm excited, I know you're based in uh, in Indiana, right? That's correct. Awesome. I'm going to be in the Shipshawana area actually next week. How far are you from there? Oh, nice. We're oh, about an hour and a half or so. Okay. Okay. Very, yeah. very cool. Uh, a mutual friend kind of connected us, and, and one of the things I'm excited about that you guys are doing, and, and I think you've been doing this for quite a while, is uh, plugging into um, the school system, which is interesting. How in the world did you guys get plugged in as a band into playing at schools? Yeah, so we uh, we have been a band for about 15 years or so, uh, and we've done a lot of Christian music and have done that mainly, uh, or at least the first part of the band's existence was done uh, mostly in churches, doing youth services and concerts and church services and camps and retreats and so on. Uh, and just a few years ago, we decided it was time to kind of get outside the four walls of the church and uh, move in a direction of more intentional mission to students that normally wouldn't go to church. Um, so we actually joined a nonprofit that had kind of pioneered the uh, the strategy that we use to, to reach out to students. Uh, and a big part of that is uh, we market ourselves as a uh, kind of a motivational band, if you will, uh, or uh, it fits in the character-based education realm that a lot of schools are even required to bring in. Uh, we talk about making good decisions. We talk about treating people well, um, and it fits within that character-based education realm. So we market ourselves as that, and it's through that opportunity doing an assembly that we're often able to do uh, different concerts outside of school hours that we can invite students to. Uh, and there we're able to share our faith to give them uh, an even greater uh, sense or resource um, to make those decisions and to treat people well, uh, as we talk about in school. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And I know that you guys uh, have a new record that just came out right through uh, Radiate Music. We do. Okay. We just released it on the 13th, so just a couple days ago. How is it working with uh, Ian Eskelin? Uh, you know, it's been a blast. Um, <laughs> the uh, the band had uh, been in touch with him years prior to now, uh, but but things just didn't work out uh, a couple of years ago. The industry was kind of imploding at the time, and uh, so Attaboy stayed independent for those years. And uh, with the creation of this record, uh, we had kind of a re uh, reacquaintance with Ian, and that kind of set us on this trajectory to to sign on with Radiate and. Uh, and yeah, get this music out even more so than our previous records. Yeah, that is awesome. A lot of our hopefully listeners will know his name from uh, back in the day with a band called All Star United, which yeah. uh, which I I grew up with, which uh, was fun was fun. So that's that's a that's a cool connection. I love what you guys are doing in the school system, and um, you know I want to talk more about you and your artistry in the band, but uh, I, I'm sure you see a lot um, dealing with. Um, with the schools and obviously that age group, high school students and maybe even college uh, college students too. Um, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing among the culture with, with that generation? Yeah, um, I mean, we see, I, I think one of the things that stands out uh, really uh, intently to us as we encounter students is a desire uh, 
from students to be seen and to be heard and to be known, um, which I would presume stems from uh, a sense of not having those things in their lives. Um, and uh, we, we see it kind of manifested in a number of ways, uh, whether it's attention uh, attention seeking um attention seeking just in general, just coming up and talking with us, um, but just really desiring to share their stories and just be heard as they're, as they're talking with us. Um, we see it, uh, you see it manifested in people, uh, really plugging away on social media and trying to raise their status digitally. Um, and, uh, even if that doesn't really translate to the real world, uh, we see it, um, uh, with so many, uh, students who just, uh, just kind of long for something more than what than what they're seeing. Uh, when they come to our shows, they um, they often will uh, talk to us about uh, anxieties and depression and fears that they're experiencing. Um, they'll get in touch with us after our shows to to share those things. Uh, sometimes they've never uh, told those things to anybody that, that that's around them. So to have the uh, opportunity to somehow create a a safe place for them to feel like they can share some of those things. It gives us the opportunity then to hopefully point them in the direction uh, of help uh, that can be around them. Yeah, man, that's awesome. One of the things that, uh, that I have kind of discovered um, over the, uh, the course of doing some research on this, uh, on this book is, oh my gosh, that, you know, we're, we're, we're so connected in our culture. Uh, seemingly we're connected. Uh, with technology and everything, but uh, but we're actually pretty disconnected and lonely. <laughs> and the number one group that I saw statistic-wise, it's the loneliest. I, I assumed the elderly, you know, widowed elderly would fall into mm-hmm. that category, and they do. Um, but the number one group uh, that experiences loneliness is that, that group that maybe you see week in and week out. It's the 17, 18 to 22, 23-year-olds. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which which is crazy. You, you guys even wrote a song about this whole issue of loneliness. Tell me how that kind of came about. The song's called "Disappearing," but how did the how did the lyric come about, and and what kind of motivated you guys to to tackle that issue? Yeah, we um, you know in seeing this kind of uh, situation uh, in the schools as we've gotten into them, uh, also knowing that like based on studies that have been done, like they're calling, it's been called an epidemic of loneliness in our culture. Um, we, we wanted to write a song that would, I guess, kind of give voice to that feeling and that experience um, in a way that, uh, that basically anybody that's ever, that's ever experienced it can connect with that song to, and and most people i think at, at least at some point in their lives can and identify with the idea of feeling overlooked or feeling lost within a crowd or uh, or feel like they're just they're just kind of a ghost or a fly on the wall and nobody really cares about them nobody notices them uh, i think everybody at some point in their lives has felt that um and so we wanted to write a song that would uh, that would speak to that issue, um, and then we wanted to be able to use that song uh, to, you know, kind of as a launching point to talk about deeper things and to and to encourage people to to move in the direction of community, really, mm. um, because it's such because it's such an epidemic. And uh, in in the case of writing the song, we actually decided to leave it unresolved. Um, in, in the song itself, it's there's no answer in the song. We just wanted to sit in the moment 
uh, with people that are experiencing that and let them know that, that they're not alone, really, mm. um, that we uh, that we experience it, too, that, that like I said, I think everyone has at some point experienced that feeling or that uh, that issue. And uh, we want people just by hearing it to know uh, that they're not alone in that experience. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. The, the chorus feels like disappearing, drifting like a shadow. Does anybody hear me? I want to know. I want to know. I mean, that that is, uh, I think that that perfectly describes what a lot of people feel. And, and you mentioned that, you know, pushing them toward community. Why do you think, uh, in your opinion, for that for that age group, why is community just kind of a foreign concept? What What is it you think that keeps them from really engaging in the kind of community that you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, wow, it's it's something that I think uh, we're at least now because people are seeing that it's a problem. You know, people are actually starting to to try to study it and figure it out. Um, I honestly, I think uh, I think social media is a huge part of it, and mm. it's an ironic part of it mm-hmm. um, because uh, what could be an incredible tool for maintaining and pursuing community, uh, I think has been kind of forfeited um, in a way that people are now using it as their community. Uh, Instead of using it as a tool to create it, it's become the community so that we're more content uh, with what I would call the illusion of community or the illusion of being known uh, than, than we are in actually hashing out the difficulty and the daily grind and the joys and the highs and lows of real community. Mm. Um, with social media, you can curate yourself, you can put your ve- your best face forward or whatever face you want to put forward. Uh, you can get a lot of likes and posts and uh, people can respond to you and it feels like you're connected. And yet, as soon as that screen goes off, you are now not connected to mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just really think that unfortunately what could have been a good tool has been uh, just kind of apathetically embraced as the source of community. And it's an unfortunate illusion. Um, And so it's, it's, uh, I think it's created even a, a, a generation of people that don't really know how to deeply connect with people on a real level Um, because they're, they're used to the instant, uh, the instant pseudo community of, of the digital world. um, And they just, uh, and they can kind of just embrace that, but it's, but it's missing the elements of, okay, what does it take to actually live day in and day out with people? Mm -hmm. Uh, What does it take uh, to work through conflict? I can't just ghost you if you're standing in the same room as me. Uh, I can't just (laughs) let that go. Uh, But digitally I could just unfriend you or I could send you away. But, but if we're together, it requires working, working problems out, um, which is difficult, but is worth it in the end for a deeper connection and a deeper community and more healthy relationships. Um, But I think we've just, uh, for a long time, even before the digital era, we've, we've kind of lost the ability to just work through problems. Mm, And and you just see this kind of trend in, well, it seems difficult. So we're just going to give up on that. Right. Um, Right. And, and that, and that's a really unfortunate thing that is carried through, I think even more drastically into, 
into the the current uh, social media digital age. Yeah. Hey, uh, of course, uh, I'm talking to Ryan from Mattaboy. Uh, Ryan Payne does vocals, guitar, piano. I know you've got, uh, I think, four members in the in the in the band in the group. Jeff mm-hmm. uh, plays guitar and piano. Melanie uh, bass and background vocals, and uh, Christian on the drums. Um, how, how do you guys? I know life on the road uh, is is has its own challenges. How do you guys do community when you're traveling week in and week out? Sure. Yeah. Well, um, one cool thing about our band is that we actually all like each other um so (laughs) so so when we're on the road we do have community it kind of uh, being a band has created uh you know a small group of its own in a sense um and so we are friends in real life um so on the road we can talk through things we have uh we have meaningful conversations at times other times we're just you know unwinding and just off by ourselves um but we're able to do that uh which to me is has been a a huge blessing and a huge uh help in this whole uh in this whole process because being in a band can be very difficult or can be very uh grueling especially with our schedule um we tour a little non-traditionally and so we uh, we'll often do two or three shows in one day, um, sometimes moving our equipment to multiple locations in order to do that. So it can be really wow. exhausting, wow. Um, but it's uh, but it's been exciting. And so uh, with that, it's it's nice to have uh, three other people that are experiencing, you know, the same the same day as you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's been a, a great part of it. Uh, the other thing for us is that. Um, we're all uh, we all acknowledge the need for uh, for other community, like community outside of the band. Um, each one of us in the band are married, so we do have spouses. Um, and uh, and Jeff actually has three kids, um, and so he's got family at home. Uh, and we also have learned the need to have uh, other friends outside of of the band. So we all have learned to pursue that. Um, and and so one of the ways that we've done that is by being connected to a local church. Uh, when we're home, uh, we get to go to a local church and we, we try to connect with the people there. Um, we also have uh, other friends that we have. We have learned that we have to be intentional about pursuing uh, real relationships that mm. are not just online, that are not that are not just in passing uh, at church, but, but that are, uh, going deeper. And so, uh, it takes a real intentionality to be, uh, a part of, of community with people. Um, but that has been, uh, significant in our lives mm, to, yeah. to keep us on pace, to be connected to people and to, to not just, not just kind of drift away and, and, and be on our own. Hey, Ryan, what, what are some things? Cause I think you're right. And, uh, um, you know, my kids are, uh, my, my son just went off to uh, college. He's a freshman. My daughter's a senior in college. So different kind of season for my wife and I, but we, we have realized I was telling somebody else that, um, a newlywed couple that was asking me the other day, uh, give me some tips of, of how I can make sure I spend time with my wife. And I said, you got to put it on mm. the calendar. And he, yeah. start, he started laughing. He's like, really? I'm like, seriously, you have to be intentional putting it on. Our, our life will schedule itself. And you'll look at the week and go, wow, I didn't spend time together. How do you guys intentionally, how, how do you or some of the other guys in the band intentionally do what you just described? Because some people are going, okay, that kind of seems mechanical, um, <laughs> ro- robotic. You know, how, but, but it does, I, I think in our culture, maybe that's what it takes. How do you do it? How, do you, how are you intentional? Sure, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so one one intentionality is that we we do attend church on Sundays, uh, and and that's on purpose uh, because we we realize that we have a need for connecting with people and connecting with God in a in a kind of unique way once a week. Um, we also, uh, like you said, we put it on the calendar. Now uh, this can take place in multiple ways depending on the circle I'm in. So with the band, we have uh, when we're off the road, we have every two weeks we have like a, a get together meeting uh, where we talk through what we're doing in the band, where we talk through what our upcoming goals are and so on. Uh, with my wife and I, um, I learned very early on, I've, I've been married three years, so I'm not a, uh, I'm not an expert in marriage by any means, but we've had to uh, learn very early on um, that something that's important to her is that we have uh, a real date night um, every so often. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's not just uh, you know, sitting around the house and, and having dinner and watching a movie that, that we actually get out and do stuff to to create um, a, a special thing uh, for us. So that's part of it. Um, we, um, you know, and we intentionally will, we actually, uh, here's a rule that we have at our house, generally speaking, is at meals, we are, uh, we do not bring cell phones to the table. Mm. Uh, we put them, we put them away. They're not allowed at the table for, for mealtime. Uh, and, and that's on purpose so that we are, uh, let's say forced to communicate <laughs> with each other, which sounds terrible. That's um, awesome, man. But, but it's true. I mean, we, we kind of have that rule, generally speaking, for meals. And also, if we're playing board games or card games, which we enjoy, uh, generally speaking, we have a no phone rule during the game. Um, because I really think that it speaks to a, to a generalized problem in our culture, and that's that we, uh, we as a culture genuinely struggle – uh, to be what we call fully present with people mm, yes, um, that, yes. that if I'm with you and I am texting other friends and I'm on Facebook and I'm, and I'm scrolling through a feed while I'm with you, well, what, what does that communicate to you? It communicates to you that I, that I'm not really here with you. I'm actually, you know, sidetracked by my friends somewhere else. Um, and unfortunately that, that, I think can be a hindrance to real relationship. Um, and uh, what's funny or what I would like to say, I actually got the term fully present. I got from a, a youth pastor who's a friend of mine. Uh, and, and I remember him telling a story about calling one of his kids out uh, when he was walking down the street with two teenagers. And one of them was talking with him as they're walking. And the other one was a couple steps behind on a, on his phone, like texting. And the youth pastor looked back at him and he said, Hey, are you going to hang out with us, or you want to hang out with those friends? Um, and mm. he just kind of called him out. And I think it's, I think it's true. Uh, but the irony of that moment, even, is that if the person who's on their phone were to go hang out with that friend that they're texting, they probably wouldn't be fully present with that person either. They'd be on their phone texting you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like it, it, we just struggle it's greatly true. to just to just focus in on one person and 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 actually genuinely just be zeroed in into the place that we are. Mm. Um, that you know, as opposed to um, as opposed to being fully present with the with the people uh, that are right in our uh, in the same room as us. Mm. Um, and one other thought, as you were talking about uh, uh, kind of basically being empty nesting, uh, is um, before I even got married, I had a conversation with a friend who had been married for a year or two. And um, it was an eye-opening statement when I heard it. 
Um, but one of the things that he was struggling with uh, was was loneliness within marriage, and and I think that I think that speaks the idea that loneliness uh, isn't cured one by marriage. It's also not. Um, you know, like if you put all your eggs in one basket, uh, as in if you put a, all your hopes for your loneliness being cured by one person, uh, that's too much of a burden for the one person that you married. Mm, right. uh, and so, so are you going to like you, like I've learned and my wife has learned in our marriage, we know that we can't fulfill every one of each other's needs, um, with, you know, when it comes to friendship and when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to, to being in community. Uh, and so we've intentionally cultivated, uh, time with friends outside of our marriage. So uh, I'll often get together with a couple of friends to play racquetball or whatever, just hang out a little bit and be able to, to create community there. And she has friends that she gets together with, um, so that we can, uh, have healthy community and not be, uh, overly reliant on on one another to the point that it's kind of a um an unfulfillable position mm. or or responsibility we put on each other right, um, right. and so that the idea that you can be lonely in a marriage uh, i think is a real thing that that many people especially when it comes to the way relationships are, are portrayed in our culture like we don't really think of that as being even possible um but but in reality uh, we we shouldn't be putting all of our relational expectations uh, on our spouse or on one person uh, because no one person can fulfill all of our relational needs in mm, that sense yeah. or our, all of our community needs in that sense. So, yeah. um, so that was eye-opening for me and it actually set me up when I got married to have a better expectation of what it would be um, to just say, okay, I, I can't just put all my all my hopes and dreams on this one person and, and throw that weight on her shoulders. Um, we need to be working together in our marriage and we also need to be encouraging one another to cultivate good relationships outside of our marriage. Yeah, yeah, man, that, that is so good. That is so good. Hey, I, uh, Ryan, thank you for your time. I know you're busy. The new, the new album's called wild. I know it's available, Apple music, iTunes, Spotify, Google play, you know, you can, you can find it. Uh, Wild and the band Attaboy. If somebody wanted to get in, in touch with you guys to bring you in for an event or a school assembly or just to connect on some of the stuff we've talked about today, what's the, what's the best way for them to uh, do that? Sure. You can, uh, to book us for a school event, you could uh, get go to relevantspeakers.com. Uh, that's kind of a uh, a group of different speakers and acts that go into schools. We're on that website. That's where our booking works uh, for those shows. So relevantspeakers.com. And then uh, our, our band email is band at attaboyonline.com. Uh, we do our best to uh, be in contact with anyone who contacts us. Uh, we we do run our own social media, so we try to uh, we try to be uh, as intentional as possible about getting back to people. So we'd love to hear from anyone. You can find us on social media: uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, our website. Uh, our handle for all of them is attaboyonline.com. Attaboyonline.com. All right, very cool. Hey, man, thanks for your time today. Yeah, man, no problem. It was great talking with you. You too. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Jack Eason Podcast. 
be sure to check out the website for blogs, videos, and more help on the issues of loneliness, friendship, and community. To get updates on the release of Jack's new book from Ravel Publishing, sign up for an email alert at jackeason.org.